Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I am your host, Mike Chen. Give me a follow on Twitter at MikeFChen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten. It is Tuesday, February 9th, 2021. And yesterday was an interesting day on the coaching side for the Big Ten. We saw a return of a coach, uh, a coach get elevated, and a coach move off to the NFL. So let's start with the NFL. And that is Michigan's former quarterback coach, Ben McDaniels, the younger brother of Josh McDaniels. Uh, he's going to move to the Houston Texans and uh, be an offensive assistant over there, along with the assistant quarterbacks coach. Uh, this one's interesting. Uh, I feel like uh, you know McDaniels was a, a guy that really... Uh, did well in the recruitment of J.J. McCarthy, their five-star from Illinois, uh, who is now enrolled on campus. And, uh, you know, uh, McCarthy came out and and made some comments about McDaniels leaving, um, you know, that he still got a good relationship with him. He would have liked to be coached by him, but, you know, those are things that are out of his control. And I understand where he's coming from with that, and I completely get it. Um, but, uh, I just think this one's a, it's a, it's a rough go when, uh, you know, you, you really create that relationship, but that's exactly what college football is. It's unfortunate. Uh, I wish that the student athletes had an opportunity to do what the coaches do, have an opportunity to leave if they wanted to, without having a penalty because coaches do it all the time. I mean, in McDaniel's situation, a little bit different, he was, let go by Jim Harbaugh, but you're also talking about you know coaches jumping around here and there, here and there, and at this point in time, you just don't know who your coach is going to be. But uh, Michigan has found their new quarterback coach. They don't, they're not really concerned about what Ben McDaniel's is doing now. Uh, but McDaniel's will be off to the NFL and uh, you know working with the Houston Texans. Dylan McCullough. He's doing the reverse, going from the NFL to college. McCullough at one point in time was the running backs coach for the Indiana Hoosiers from 2011-2016. Uh, ultimately moved off to the NFL the last few years from 18 to this past season. He has been the running back coach for the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, McCullough has returned. He's going to jump on to Tom Allen's staff once again. But not only will he be the running back coach, he's also getting the title of associate head coach as well. And so uh, McCullough is going to bring in that. And here's an interesting kicker on this one. Uh, McCullough, his son, the son, he is an Ohio State commit right now. Uh, He's got a younger son as well. uh, And he he is a rising commit. I'm sorry, not commit. He's a rising player uh, in the 24 class, I believe. And so it'll be interesting if uh, they they follow his dad. But Deshaun said uh, when dad was hired again back to Indiana because uh, he's actually going to finish. He's going to move with his father and finish his career out playing uh, high school football in Indiana. He said that uh, his dad having his job there does not affect his Ohio State commitment. Uh, he's still committed to the Buckeyes. 
and he just he said that it's uh, his dad's job. It is what it is, and uh, you know they move. And he said, you know, in two years, three years, they they might be somewhere else. So uh, he understands the coaching uh, world. He gets that you know his father might not be in some places for very long. Uh, who knows if Dylan was really looking for a head coaching job at this point in time. I mean, if you look at uh, his resume, he's got a pretty solid one at that. And uh, at the end of the day, I think Tom Allen goes out and gets a coach that has an NFL background but understands Indiana as well. I think it's a win-win for McCullough and Indiana with Tom Allen's new hire. Uh, Wisconsin has found their new strength coach in Sean Snee. They didn't have to look very far. Snee was an assistant uh, for Ross Kojelej. Uh, Kojelej, a couple weeks ago, was elevated from his strength coach position to the defensive line coach. So uh, you don't see a lot of that happening very often, but uh, pretty neat to see. Again, uh, this is a move that you like to see. Uh, We've seen multiple schools recently hire from within, uh, you know, Ohio State, Michigan State, uh, Wisconsin now has done it. And again, I, I think this is something that w- when you look at and when you think about uh, what's going on, uh, this makes tons of sense. This is a, a move that uh, is good for the program. The, the young athletes, they understand who's running it because in my estimation, the second most important coach is the strength coach. Right now, the strength coach runs everything. It's their team. Now, during spring ball, that changes a little bit. Obviously, coaches are able to get their hands on the players a little bit more. But as soon as spring ball ends in April, that next four months, that's the strength coach's team. That is the person that the players will interact with the most where they'll make their big gains, their athletic gains, whether they're looking to lose weight if they're an offensive lineman uh, or gain weight and add speed if they're a linebacker. There's just so many aspects of the strength and conditioning coach, in my estimation, that doesn't get enough recognition. I think strength and conditioning coaches are huge aspects of any program, and I think they de- they deserve much more recognition than they actually get. They really do. I mean, you know, the, the, the coaches and the players get recognition on Saturdays and, you know, whatever day bowl games are played. But Monday through Friday, they, they should get a lot of recognition. They're the ones putting in a lot of the hard work in the background. They really are. Another reunion of sorts uh, is Maryland linebacker Chance Campbell. Uh, entered the transfer portal last week, and almost immediately there were rumblings that he was going to follow DJ Durkin. Durkin recruited him to Maryland uh, back in, I believe it was 2017, uh, and Campbell's a third-team All-Big Ten performer. This is uh, obviously something that's going to hurt the Maryland defense. He, in my estimation, was the best defender on their team last year. And now he's going to Old Miss, uh, reuniting with Durkin. Uh, Durkin is not the head coach there. He is the defensive coordinator. 
And uh, Campbell is going to have two years now uh, to play at Old Miss. And, again, this one hurts because uh, Campbell was the best defensive player on the Terrapins. And for him to leave, and, and Mike, Mike Loxley had an opportunity to get him to stay. He, he's played – this is not like it's a coaching change right away. This is – this past year was Loxley's second year. So it's interesting to see that Campbell was, would try it out with Loxley and not transfer right away after Dirkman was let go. But now he'll do it. It's just odd. Uh, I think that's just an interesting aspect of uh, what's going on with the Maryland program. But I guess it is what it is. All right, let's move on to the hardwood before we update the games from yesterday. Let's go over the players of the week. And uh, this one, no surprise here. Uh, the player of the week was Ayodesumu from the Fighting Illini. Posting a triple-double in that massive win against Iowa. Highlights an undefeated week for the Illini. Uh, they did have a little scheduling change. They will get back on the court on Friday. They were not set to play this week, but uh, due to uh, Michigan still having issues, they're going to work the schedule around, so they'll be back in the court on Friday. Uh, but back to Ayo. Uh, you know, he's really turned it on. I think they had a... A little run there where uh, they weren't playing some very good basketball. And, you know, Brad Underwood kind of railed into him. And it's a good railing. One that said, hey, look, you guys, you're not playing up to your capabilities. You're better than you are. And since then, they've ripped off a bunch of good wins, including the win over Iowa. And they're really trending in the right direction right now. And, And when I go over the the rankings, you'll realize exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, Freshman player of the week has gone to Purdue's Jaden Ivey. is his second award for the week. Uh, The first time was a few weeks ago uh, when he hit that game-winning three-pointer against Ohio State. Well, this past weekend, although it wasn't uh, a week, I should say, uh, although it wasn't uh, an undefeated week like it was for DeSumo, the the Boilermakers went one-on-one. Ivy was still phenomenal, 17 points, five and a half boards, three assists. So, yeah, it's a, that Purdue team is, is pretty solid, I think. And uh, they are not getting the recognition that they should be, in my estimation. But I think I've figured out why. And as we update the polls right now, I'll explain to you when we get to where Purdue is. The highest-ranked team inside the Big Ten are the Michigan Wolverines. Again, they have not played uh, in about two weeks. I'm not even sure when they're going to get to play. Uh, They're still dealing with COVID-19 issues. And right now, they're uh, kind of up in the air as to when they will return. The Buckeyes are fourth in the AP, fifth in the coaches, and the Fighting Illini. They are sixth in both the AP and the coaches. And this is what I was telling you about with the Illini. They're, they had a little bit of struggle, and now in their last week, they've looked like a national championship contender. It's crazy to think that Ohio State is where they are right now, and same with Michigan. Uh, both teams uh, not getting too much love early on in the preseason. Uh, Michigan, n- no love at all, technically, 
Uh, they weren't even ranked in the top 25 in preseason polls. Ohio State was towards the end of it. And uh, both of the teams have just shown that they're some of the best teams in the country. Uh, both of them are, are vying for a, a number one seat. Uh, we'll see if either one of them gets it. But uh, in, in some recent projections, they have been both projected on that one line. It's pretty impressive. Uh, it's also impressive for the conference to have three of the top six teams in the country. Yeah, pretty damn impressive. Um, unfortunately for the Big Ten, that, that fourth team is Iowa, and they've been struggling recently. Uh, 15th in the AP, 16th in the coaches. Uh, Wisconsin also struggling. At one point in time, they were ranked inside the top ten. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, the Badgers, uh, they are 21st uh, in both the AP and the coaches. And then you've got Purdue. Again, I don't think that they're getting enough love. But after kind of studying the both the polls yesterday, I figured out exactly why they aren't ranked as high. And, excuse me, uh, always come in twos. The sneezes always come in twos. Um, so uh, it, it's, the, it's the seven losses. Uh, they've got the most losses uh, inside the top 25. I just don't think that in, in the pollsters' estimations that they can really even put a Purdue team that much higher due to those losses. I mean, I understand it, but in all reality, are they the 24th and 25th team uh, in the country? No, I, I think they're closer to the lower teams. But uh, due to the early season struggles for the Boilers, that's where they are. Uh, Rutgers is receiving votes in the AP. I'm sorry, 25th in the AP. Uh, they're receiving votes in the coaches. Uh, that If you do the math... They'd be the 29th team, so uh, a little bit off um, for the AP and the coaches in that one. And, uh, you know, it's it's something that uh, at this point in time, as long as they both make the tournament, which they're both trying to do, uh, really shouldn't matter too much at all. Honestly, not much at all. There were two games in the Big Ten last night, and uh, one of them was a – a fairly decent game, and that was the Ohio State-Maryland game. Um, Maryland really played the Buckeyes tough early on, um, and you know they, they played out of sorts. Uh, Maryland, the first 15 minutes or so, uh, really had the Buckeyes on the ropes, uh, and then uh, the Buckeyes started to figure some stuff out. Uh, ultimately got a 73-65 to 65 win. It was a hard-fought one. Um, Let's be real here. Maryland's solid. Yeah, they're ten and ten, but uh, they—I think they're—they're they're a little bit better than their record. And I think that uh, when push comes to shove, this is a very solid win for the Buckeyes. Uh, Kyle Young and Dwayne Washington each scored eighteen points, so a, a solid W for the Buckeyes. And then uh, the Golden Gophers—they're getting back on their winning way, seventy-nine to sixty-one. Victory over Nebraska, uh, Marcus Carr scored 11 of his 19 points in the final couple minutes to kind of pull away from Nebraska. Uh, another bad season for Fred Hoiberg. Uh, I think it's uh, it's come to realization that 
what he did at Iowa State was an aberration. Uh, it really is. And uh, you, know, you kind of thought that, oh, yeah, this guy, you know, coming from the NBA, former college coach, he'll get it. Uh, you know, it'll be like, you know, when John Calipari came back. Uh, not even close. I understand Nebraska is a different job than what he's expected, but uh, he's definitely struggled. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not sure uh, what Minnesota is going to do here. Uh, I, I think that, uh, in my estimation, they have to do something about the the team. Look, they're very good. They're very solid. And they continue to be uh, a good team. And I, I think they're going to make the, the tournament. But the question here is, is what to do with Richard Pitino. Uh, Pitino is uh, a lame duck coach. You don't really see that very often, uh, especially due to recruiting. And right now, uh, you know, I think he's earned an extension, but it doesn't seem like anything's in the works. Uh, they, they haven't, you know, there, there's no rumors out there. That there's nothing. And, again, I, I think that at this point in time, Minnesota needs to do something. Uh, you know, to, to solidify their future. And, you know, Patino continues to win and makes it to the tournament. You can't see why they wouldn't extend him. I mean, 12-7, and seven, very solid record right now, uh, given what this season is. Uh, at one point in time, Minnesota was ranked. Uh, I think they're trending towards a tournament as well. And you have to think that you know Patino is going to get an opportunity to continue to be the coach there, but nothing has happened, so we're just kind of waiting. And I do think it's going to happen because he's earned the opportunity to continue to be their coach, but at the current moment, nothing is going on. And that will do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. Uh, once again, I appreciate the listen. Go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at MikeFChen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten I'm, I'm Greatest views and share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great Tuesday, Big Ten fans. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning.